Welcome back to Original Understudies, where I've gathered the world's most original understudies, and we're going to perform improv comedy for you. Uh, Let's welcome the improvisers, starting with Jake Regal. Jake, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Well, you you asked me, I'm going to answer honestly. I have a bit of a headache. I took some ibuprofen like 20 minutes ago now. So for the first half of this episode, uh, I'm going to be bad. But then I'll get good as the show progresses. I got a bit of a headache today, too, because I, I went surfing with Chris Alvarado and Chris Gorbos, and it was so cold that I believe it started to give me a migraine. So I got out of the I feel better now, but I had a pretty bad headache this morning. Yeah, my thing was also oh, surfing. Yeah. Surfing? <laughs> yeah, it was surfing. Uh, and where can people find you online to see all the wonderful things you're working uh, on? At Jake Regal on social media. That's it. Great. Great. And Cole Stratton. Cole, thanks for being here today. Uh, how are the laughing high guys outside right now? Uh, they're all right um, at the moment. I'm sure we'll be able to hear them at some point. My neighbor's situation has gone off the rails. Everything's terrible, guys. I lost my Twitter check mark. And oh, every no. day is just like just trying to just get out of bed and... Yeah, you know, move forward, being unverified. Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. So, Jesus, man, I'm yeah, so sorry. It's, it's so sorry. Is it worse to lose your check or is it worse to have your check given to you and been paid by Elon Musk and not be able to figure out how to disable it? That might be worse in a sense because now it's just like feels so square to have a blue check mark. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so actually weird. easy to disable it. All you have to do is change your name once. I think these celebrities oh. don't really want to get rid of their check mark. They're like, oh, I don't know how I got this. I don't even want it, but it's still. <laughs> so, Cole, where can f- people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Stratton Cole and on Twitter if you think it's still me at Cole Stratton. Are you still playing trivia at O'Brien's? Uh, well, I haven't played trivia at O'Brien's forever, but I am hosting Nerdology every week. At the Inkwell Tavern in Burbank. Oh, cool. Which is a That's Tuesdays? Tuesdays, 8 p.m. It's a very fun pop culture with multimedia quiz show. It's been packed pretty much every week. We've been doing it for about, I think we just hit our 10th uh, show this last last night. So, yeah, come out if you're in the Los Angeles area. It's in Burbank, Inkwell Tavern, Tuesdays at 8. Yeah, it is a very fun show. I got to perform in it a handful of times, but now that at the Inkwell, it's a, it's a tough time for me to get to the east side. But I have, I'm teaching improv and two of my students go to O'Brien's every week and do trivia. Uh, and they said, there's one scary team that always wins. And I was like, I bet you that's Cole Stratton. <laughs> <laughs> now my team is mostly at is. Barney's and we did kind of dominate there. We played at Barney's. I played at O'Brien's once or twice, but yeah, it's been a while. And welcome, Jack Zulo. Jack, how are you? Where can people find you? Uh, best place to find me is jackzulo.com. Great. <laughs> Where's the worst place to find you? Uh, <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I want to hear it. Well, the worst place to find me is laying under my desk <laughs> rocking after playing eight hours of a video game that I don't really have time to be playing eight hours of. Is it League of Legends? It's definitely not. Uh, I'm still. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, uh, I definitely play enough, uh, enough Fortnite, uh, Jack Hammerface, uh, on um, uh, that. I definitely, uh, yeah, I, I cry under the desk after after I hit four hours of playing. I I stop playing and I go under the desk and cry. So that's the worst place you could find me. I was really hoping it was Frogger, but you know, I guess Fortnite side. <laughs> 
And we've got two new guests today. I'm so excited to have them. They're part of a two-person improv group called Roland Enriches. Uh, let's start with Roland. Roland, welcome to Original Understudies. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for And the where invite. can people find you? Uh, well, during the day at, at my day job. <laughs> Which I'm, which I'm supposed to be at right now. Let's not tell anybody <laughs> nice. that I, I snuck out to do this. Are you working remotely or yeah, did you literally I've been working remotely out? since the lockdown, uh, which explains my lack of movement and my ever widening waist and <laughs> stomach <laughs> over the last three years. And now I can't even bl- blame it on the lockdown anymore. I got to blame it on myself and my bad habits. So that's how I'm doing, James. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> people can find me at, uh, uh, Instagram, Roland Lopez voice actor. That's Roland with two L's. Great. And last, but certainly not least, <laughs> we got rich Baker, rich. Thanks for being here today. And where can people find you? Oh, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, the, uh, at rich Baker coaching, Instagram and Facebook or rich Baker Wonderful. So without further ado, let's get to the suggestion we've got here. Oh, I'm having a hard time finding my mouse. I guess I can just, I can just read it. Uh, all right. This one says, Hey, James and the gang. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and love how you all come up with such creative and hilarious scenes on the spot. Uh, I have a question that I think would be interesting to hear your opinions on with everything going on in the world right now. I'm curious to know how you all manage to stay positive and motivated on a day to day basis. Do you have any personal habits or practices that keep you grounded and maintain a positive outlook? Uh, thank you for sharing your talents with us. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Amber from Cleveland. That is wow. such a huge supposition that I'm <laughs> yeah, positive and well, grounded. I know. I, I was actually really excited for this one because as we were talking before the show, I've been getting several suggestions that are much more like, no matter how you say, this is what I want to hear you talk about. If you end it with, I'd like you to play characters, dot, dot, dot. That's not a suggestion of a conversation. That's like a request of a character. Yeah. But anyways, uh, do you guys have any tips on staying positive? Gosh, I mean, I, I find a bunch of different things, uh, help me usually like one or two days at a time. And then I got to find something new. Uh, so like there might be like a YouTube video or a conversation to have with a friend or something. And then I actually feel like positive and motivated and energized for about two days. And then it kind of wanes and then I got to find something new and maybe I spend too much time trying to do that (laughs) (laughs) and not doing the things that I want to do with that motivation. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I have two words when it comes to our friend in Cleveland. Fortnite is just one word. (laughs) (laughs) League of Legends is three. (laughs) Those are the, those are the antithesis, antithesis of what, uh, (laughs) keeps me positive and happy. Um, Tony Robbins. Uh, I know that sounds, Oh, you saw Tony Robbins, didn't you? I did a UPW like at the beginning of the pandemic. Or, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what a UPW um, is. Unleash the power, the power within. Famous workshops been around for decades. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was like, like, honestly, it was like three straight days of crazy. But the truth is it like, it really just gets you fired up 
uh, you have to like, you have to follow through and do the things, but you, you get to, you get the feeling that you could accomplish anything. If you, if you like really put your mind to it and go for it with like radical, not radical, um, like, um, like immediate, like massive change, you know, like doing something, jumping right in, like, you know, you want to lose weight. So you fast for three days and get that going and like, and like do, do massive, do like a massive shift and that it's possible. So here's here's a question that I have because uh, I love the idea of it, but it just sounds like, and I don't mean to knock it because I know that there's a lot of people that love it, but it sounds like a snake oil salesman. If you can motivate yourself to do anything, then is it acceptable for that person to only motivate other people? Like, what else of has course. Tony Robbins done? And correct me if I'm well, wrong. Well, like, I mean, what do we do? Like, we get on stage and make people laugh, but people can make themselves laugh. Like, they don't need us, but people don't want to just make them. <laughs> themselves laugh they don't want to just motivate themselves they pay someone else to do it for them but also no individual has ever paid me a thousand dollars to do improv comedy for them but no uh, I, I have gotten that before but it's on rare occasions wow. I mean, I'm kind of like one person, not a company. For the record, uh, that person that hooked me up was Roland. Uh, The highest paying job I've ever had for doing improv is that Ron Burgundy uh, sketch. Well, it's it's I'm improvising as Ron Burgundy at the Rock and Roll Marathon, and I get paid like way better than I do in any other improv scenario. Sure. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that, but they somebody said, "Hey, we need someone that uh, can do a Ron Burgundy." I only thought of one person. Didn't think of a second, I'm doing it for a third time. And like uh, my last year's taxes, it is like the only thing keeping me afloat. Like (laughs) I I just hope I don't lose that job ever because they like me now because I I did a good job the first time and they keep coming back. What do you uh, like itemize that as fake burgundy? Uh, I call it, a, a, I just call it performing boring. I call it act, boring. acting. All right, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, I considered improvising when I started doing that the first time. Um, they, that's <laughs> too long of a story. I didn't know what I was supposed to do because I'd never been to a marathon. Jack runs marathons all the time. Then, and I wanted to, I was supposed to do an imper, impersonation, impersonation of Ron Burgundy, which I don't do impersonations. I just kind of look like Will Ferrell. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> And I get on the phone like a couple of days before I'm supposed to perform. I'm like, okay, so I've memorized some lines from the movie, but these seem pretty inappropriate. And I'm like, uh, can I say something about a whale's vagina? And they're like, absolutely not. Like, do not say that. I was like, oh, well, that kind of takes off a lot of the other things. Um, but so what, I didn't even know what the hell I was supposed to talk about. So when I started doing the, uh, announcing, I just pretended to be Ron Burgundy, uh, newscasting like today, there's a panda has escaped from the zoo. 99% of these people are running in a marathon, but there are some people escaping the panda and like, it, there was no quotes. I don't know. Did that answer the question? (laughs) (laughs) The audience was a marathon. They're not there for the punchline. Hard to clap and run at the same time. Not impossible, (laughs) but difficult. The first people that passed by are just sprinting. And because I had never seen a marathon, I had no idea what to expect. So these people run right past me. I'm like, I guess I don't know if I'm supposed to be performing more. But at the end of the rock and roll marathon, most people are walking and getting hugs. Oh, see, I would go for that not part. so much a race. Yeah, no, if so I could yeah. just show up for the end and get go for the walking and the hugs, there you I, go. Would, I would do as many marathons as I could. Oh. Original Understudies. All right.
right, you're number 23. I put that on you there. Uh, you have any questions about the Smooth Jazz Marathon? Yeah, yeah. man, just like, uh, oh, let my partner ask his question first. Well, you know, we're a two-piece in a biscuit, and uh, we're pretty well known outside of the Smooth Jazz Marathon. But uh, we want to know, should we be improvising our music, because it is smooth jazz, or would you like us to play some phrases that uh, everyone knows that are dirty? Well, that's the whole thing about the smooth jazz marathon, gentlemen, is that uh, the whole thing is improvised. Run when you want to run. Run where you want to run. You don't have to follow the course. Just, you know, you got to feel it. Whatever you feel, you know, whatever you feel, guys, just do that. That's jazz, baby. That's jazz. That's jazz. That's jazz since the very beginning, man. It's what you feel. Uh, now, I have a separate question. Yeah, yes, please go ahead. Uh, uh, is there a maximum on the the amount of scattage? Can can we overscat or is Tyrone, there no you limit? Never overscat. Tyrone oh, can never thank overscat. Thank you, scat doop dap. You can scat as much as you want. You can do whatever you want to do out here, right? You just gotta be smooth about it. But I mean, skeet dab a dee bop a doo dap a dee dee dat dat. Tyrone is a scat king. Yeah. So take your time, you know, just have fun out there. I mean, obviously there are a couple of favorites to win the thing. There are people that take it a little too serious, you know, but everybody else is just having a great time. Maybe our smooth, melodious jazz sounds could let those people ease into a cooler state of mind. I mean, clearly Barry Bebop and the Bebop 4 are going to win. They win every every year. They are a tight unit. Barry, Barry, you gotta wake up. It's the day. Today's the day, Barry. Oh, come on. I just can't get motivated to get out of bed. Let me go back to sleep. Barry, it's the, it's the, it's the chess marathon, the smooth chess marathon, and I bet a lot of money on us again. Oh, I don't think I can do it this year. I just can't get out. I just can't see a reason for getting up and and making sweet melodious music while maybe running and, and, and moving around for a long time. Uh, uh, Barry, listen, listen to this really quick. Maybe this will motivate you. Skip it, bip it, bip it, bip it, bip it, bip it, bip it. No, yeah. no, no, no. I don't want to get out. I was Barry, dreaming I the life was easy. What? I bet my house on this, Barry. We've won four years in a row. <laughs> you know, how can we possibly keep that up? Oh, there's only failure out there for me. No, I'm, I'm going back to bed. Don't try and motivate me again. Oh, my God. You guys, can you believe it? It's been 23 days that Barry Bebop's been lying in bed, Brian Wilsoning it. This is crazy. I mean, I heard about it on the news. Ron Burgundy led with it. And uh, it's crazy. I can't believe he's still in bed. Yeah, man, that's intense. Uh, top story every night. When will he get out of bed? Uh, you hear about that guy's house? That was the, the second lead story on the news that uh, a guy lost a house on that uh, that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. It was. Uh, it feels like it's been Barry Bebop mania the last twenty three days now. I mean, I, I there was like a, a coup in right. one country, but that Canada, was like, yeah. It, yeah. I didn't hear about that yeah. until like the last two minutes of the broadcast, and then they just gave a URL to go if you want to know more about it. So right. I, just, I don't know. I feel like we're our priorities are a little off at the moment. Even that, 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 uh, Canadian military junta, once they got in, they were just affixed to their TVs. They, they asked them what they wanted and they were like for Barry to get out of bed. 
and I get it. Oh, gee, we're not uh, we're not giving that government back till that gentleman uh, gets out of bed. I tell you what, there. Oh, gee, no, no, that man. Once he gets out of bed, that's the only time we're gonna we're gonna gee we're gonna get that uh, government back to the people. I don't mean to be rude or anything. I'm just saying I I've got my principles and I'm standing on them. Gosh darn it! Oh, you're not rude. You're not rude at all. You're very on point with this. That that Barry Bebop, he's got to get out of bed before we ever you know, do what we have to do and give the country back. Life's just on a bit of a standstill right now until Barry Bebop gets out of bed, I tell you what, Terrell. Oh, geez, we all know, we all understand. I brought some Tim Hortons for everybody. Oh, geez, Tim oh, Hortons is Oh, that's so nice great. of you there, thank yous. Okay, Diane, keep your eyes closed until I open the door. Okay. okay. And take a couple steps. Huh? All right. Huh? Take a look. This is our new house. Oh, my God. Now, <gasps> I know it's not necessarily our style. And there's like lots of saxophones everywhere. But that this is, is all ours. Easily the most saxophones I've ever seen in one physical location. There are so many saxophones in this room. So many that it's based, it's impractical to clean them. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. I didn't know. I didn't know you were moving in already. I, I'm trying to gather my saxophones up. Oh, hi. Sorry. I. They told me it was okay to come on in. I wanted to surprise. Yeah, it's. I. I was evicted a while ago. I'm just trying to trying to take these saxophones out. Oh. Oh. You're, you were evicted. Yeah. I, this is my house. Well, I'm sorry. This. This was my house. I don't mean to be presumptuous, but. Did you spend all your money on saxophones? It's a lot of saxophones. No, I spent my money with a gambling problem. I was, uh, it doesn't matter. Were you hmm. betting with saxophones? No, I was in, I was in a marathon, you were in a, marathon. A, ja a smooth jazz marathon. Oh, sure, sure. I know that. I of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Year after year, gathering money, gathering, look at this saxophone. This isn't brass, this isn't bronze, this is a gold saxophone. That is a gold saxophone? Yeah. All right, Satan, I'm going to win that gold saxophone from you. Yeah. Oh, damn it. You beat me again. Someone's going to win this gold saxophone from you someday, Satan. Ain't no one going to win that gold saxophone from me, never. No one? It's me, Tim Capello, from the movie The Lost Boys. I play sax on the boardwalk, shirtless. Tim Capello. Wow. I think I could take you down, Satan. Uh, I'll take that bet, Tim Capello, playing shirtless on the boardwalk. Oh, Do the devil's going down players. to Santa Carla. Drats! Tim Capello, you get your golden saxophone, and I never want to see you again. You did it, Tim Capello. Woohoo! Uh, 
Uh, Tim, I'm willing to offer a great deal of money for that golden saxophone. I don't know if it has monetary <laughs> value to you or nostalgic value, but you might well, recognize I, me as one of the Barry Bebops. Yeah, I do recognize you. I mean, it's a little nostalgic for me since I, you know, won it from Satan. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But everything's got a price. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I'll tell you what I need. If you want this gold saxophone, I need you to get a sequel to The Lost Boys Greenlit where I can have another Easy. musical number midway through. Easy. <laughs> if you get that, you can have this golden sax, my friend. So anyway, there he was, just crying like a little bitch. Oh, sh- sh- shut up, shut up, shut up. Here comes Satan, shut up. Hello. What's up, Satan? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We still fear you, Satan. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Everything's everything's fine. I feel good. I feel strong in my evilness down under. Yeah? I haven't seen you, uh, you know, have any musical fights with anyone lately. What's well, up? you know, sometimes uh, you need a period of growth. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, heard you been to... up, Heard you been up, uh, up Earthside taking lessons. I've been, uh, I've been studying. I've been practicing uh, heard... with uh, a great group. They've been helping me out. Heard you took a private or two with Kenny G. What's going on with that? Kenny G is People an angel. People laughing at you here down here, Satan. Kenny G is an angel, and someday he'll fall, and you'll all you'll all thank me. I don't know, Satan. I hear a lot I of do. people just aren't. They're just not taking you seriously anymore. What do you mean? Who's who's not taking me seriously? Oh, Was it? Is it? Is it Gabriel? Is it Michael? All of them. All the archangels. Well, they come here. They make fun of you now, Satan. Well, you know what? You know what? Things happen, and you gotta you gotta deal. You gotta grow. But uh, well, well, well. If it's a little Lucifer, ooh, someone lost his golden saxophone, and now he won't compete in any more musical competitions with mortals. Shut up, Gabriel. Shut up, Gabriel. Ah, just another wonderful day being Penny G. Hmm. Let's see what's on the docket today. Hmm, tenor sax, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, lunch at <laughs> Spago. Uh, uh, excuse what? me, Mr. G? Yes? Yeah, sorry, this just came in. I just wanted to remind you, I've, I've changed your calendar at 3.30. You're now holding a note for 45 minutes. Okay, great. That sounds oh, good. That sounds right, good. That sounds you. great. Man, what a wonderful day. Just doing everything above boards, being 100% wonderful, never possibly falling into the dark side. Energy, I have a problem. Oh, you, you again, Satan. Yeah, see, uh, they're making fun of me now. Everyone is having their shots at good old Satan. And uh, I need your help. I need to play. I want to be the Michael Bolton of saxophone players. The Michael Bolton, the saxophone players. So then you only have to be terrible at saxophone. This works out. All right. Thank you all for coming out to my seminar. I am going to help you all achieve the power of positivity. And there's only one question you need to ask yourselves. Am I a top? Am I a mid? Am I a bottom? Or am I a jungle? In this life, we are one of these things. Like the League of Legends before us. So, seek your heart. And figure out, what's your lane? Are there any questions from anyone? 
what if you're filling a position and you're put into a position that you're not used to playing? Do you just give up? Well, not all of us can be experienced. Um, it sounds like you've been dealt the cards of a fucking noob. Uh, and uh, uh-huh. As a noob, you probably should quit because you're tanking the whole team. Yeah, I got a question for you. Uh, my wife, Denise, took your class last week, and afterwards she drank two gallons of that snake oil you sold her, and she died. So uh, the cops are on their way, but secondly, am I a top, a bottom, or a jungle? Or, or what um, do you think? Well, it sounds like you're a support, because you're trying to support your deceased partner, who clearly didn't drink enough snake oil. Okay. If only she had had a little bit more in her body, she could have fought off all of the toxins that were naturally attacking her before that moment. She got ganked by snake oil. Understood. Original Understudies. Uh, that is a lot of League of Legends terminology that I'm not sure people are familiar with. Um, but I loved every second of it, Jake. <laughs> but my my concern is for Jack. How's your voice? Oh, that's okay. I, I, I am. Uh, I'm a little sick. Uh, that, that's all. So I have a scratchy. I have a scratchy throat. Um, normally, this character would not give me any problems at all. I, uh, on one occasion, and during Alchemy This, actually, I think it was, it might have been a live one or just a recording, I don't remember, but I did this character voice that I had done maybe a 20 times in my life where it sounds like a monster or like Dr. Claw, and it sounds like this, but the problem is I can do that for like two minutes, but doing that for anything more than that is not only painful, but I lost my voice for like a day after mm, that. Yeah. Has anybody here done a character voice that made them lose sure. their voice? They, they call those throat rippers and like the... Literally? Yeah, that's, Are you joking? No, I'm not. Because like you'll go in, like not me, but like I know a lot of voice artists, people um, and they, you know, you'll they'll have a day where like, oh no, I gotta do Yosemite Sam or whatever it is that you do that's just your throat ripper and like you do it for 20 minutes and that's all they book you for, for the day. Cause it's just, you can't do anything else pretty much if you're doing that. Cause often you'd go in and do a bunch of shit at once and stuff through, but yeah. Like when, now, when I got to go sing like Michael Bolton, it, it destroys me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. So this, maybe I shouldn't be seeking medical advice here with original understudies. So don't take the answer that we're about to hear um, for medical advice, but could you, permanently damage your voice doing a character like that because sure. i was worried when i had done it that i effed my voice up yeah but it did heal i think where i just got used to the new sound of my voice there's always limits to the human voice absolutely yeah i mean singers get like nodes and stuff and then have to take vocal rest and stuff so if you use your vocal cords a lot in any capacity that strains them i it think it's about like the, re- the repetitive sort of trauma to your vocal cords so i think doing a weird voice one time probably won't uh do too much long-term damage, but maybe I'm wrong. You know what does long-term damage? Uh, getting tackled and choked out by a bouncer. I speak from not personal experience, but personal experience. Uh, it sounds like you got tackled and beat up by a bouncer. Uh, how long ago was this? Was this back in Wild Jack days? <laughs> this was back in Wild Jack days. Uh, I pulled a... 
uh, a gutter off the Hudson over in West Hollywood. And uh, the, bounce, the bouncer was not having it. A gutter off the Hudson? What does that mean? Like a gutter that would be uh, like that would collect leaves and drain water? Yeah, well, like, you know, like the, the drain pipe along the side of the building. Okay. I, I removed that in a fit of rage. Oh, oh no, that's wow. even worse. It wasn't like a joke. It was not like just having a goof. It wasn't a fit of comedy. It was you. a fit of rage. It was, it was a fit of, well, I guess it was comedy, I guess, in my mind at the time. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, it's funny I, right now. Yeah, until, until I got choked out and had my larynx crushed by the bouncer. Oh, Damn. no good. I, I did have pers- uh, uh, permanent damage to my voice from drinking too much on drinking too much Captain Morgan one night. And I, I threw up so hard. And I guess, you know, because it's spiced rum that it my uvula swelled up for a week. And I could like, I'd be just talking normally and I could feel the uvula against the back of my throat and it would cause additional vomiting throughout the week. And like my, my voice never recovered from that. My, my, my lower voice sounds different than it used to. Uh, and I, I really attributed to that just one friggin' night of just drinking too much Captain Morgan. The thing you need to know about Roland listeners and many of us know this is like every year on his birthday, he'll have like a get together at a bar and he'll drink like the sugariest, <laughs> ridiculous cocktails, like, you yes. know, chocolate stuff, that you, put, martinis stuff and, that you put little umbrellas in. Yeah. Right. Like they run out of little umbrellas when Roland walks in the door. Thank you. But other than that, I don't really know you to be a very big drinker other than on your birthday. Uh, I'm, I'm not there. There was, uh, you know, there was, a. Uh, there's, it's either my birthday or there's always a woman involved, right? Ah, every yeah. good story yeah. Yeah. starts uh, starts, <laughs> and hopefully ends that way. Original Understudies I don't think losing your voice is a good enough reason not to go to class, son. I think you're just trying to skip school. No, my voice is definitely gone. I, I, how can I possibly go and learn anything when I can't talk? Listen, let me shut the door. Your mother won't hear you. Let's just talk man to man. If you don't want to go to school, just tell me why, and I'll be in your corner. I, I, are you sure it's okay? I, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing this with you. Okay, well, I I guess uh, I'm going to have to pinky promise that I won't laugh at you. And I promise. I pinky okay. promise here. Okay, pinky promise. <clears throat> the people at school <clears throat> might have pulled down my underwear and laughed at me. Okay, well, you're still well, you, talking you like you lost your voice. <clears throat> I'm looking at your chart, son. Unfortunately, you did a character voice one time, and it did irreparable damage to your vocal cords. You'll be talking like that or worse for the rest of your life. Well, I did. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm 27 years old. This was like 14 years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, you've had 14 years to know that it makes sense now because for 14 years you've been talking like that. I, I, I still, there's got to be a fix for this. Doesn't make it, I can't go through life like this. There is a fix, but it's uh, it's tough. 
Uh, here you go. You need uh, seven gallons of snake oil. Uh, you just got to take all of that at once. I'm well. sorry, doctor. I just looked at his charts, and it looks like it's been five years since the last time someone pulled down his pants and checked out what was going on underneath there. No, please don't you do, do that. No, please yeah, don't do that every five years. So go ahead and pull that down. No, it just hurts. Look, I was born this way. I'm so sick of people taking our oil for their healing. I, I, I do feel uh, that we have other things to give than just our, our oils. And, and I want to keep that some of that oil for myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're looking flaky and dry and scaly. They've taken too much oil. Yeah. So you know what? I've gone on change.org and I've set up this little, this little, uh, 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 this little site to, to, to get some signatures and protest this taking of snake oil. Mm, hey, hey, my little snakies. Uh, I got bad news. I'm not allowed to sell snake oil anymore. Oh, yeah, so I'm just gonna have to skin you. Uh, it's a, it's a damn shame. I am so sorry. What a great gig we had going for a while, huh? We can just shed our skin. We can just shed our skins. Yeah, but it's so flaky when you do it like that. I need something thick. But I want to walk around with some thick boots. Strangle him on three. One, two, three. <laughs> You're choking me. That's choking me. Now I've looked at your chart. You were constricted for about thirty seconds, and it's done irreparable harm to your vocal cords. You'll be speaking like that for the rest of your life. Is it noticeable? <laughs> it's it's very gallant. Is the only one's gonna be able to notice? Yes. Well, unfortunately, uh, yeah. I mean, you, the main thing that would have helped you is seventeen gallons of snake oil. But from what I understand, <sighs> you no longer have access Don't. to that. No. Hi. Yeah, you definitely look like your picture, Roger. But uh, I guess I should have I should have asked for a video. I don't know if I could I could date someone who who sounds like you do. You sound well, you sound ridiculous. I don't think that's true. Come on. You, you, you sound like like a gremlin had sex with a, a Gollum from 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 Lord of the Rings. Well, no, you're just being offensive. Well, well, Come on. well, your voice is offensive to my ears. And look, everyone's laughing at us in this restaurant. Look, the waiters could be laughing at anything. They're clearly pointing and laughing at you. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I just can't. I'm not strong enough. Sorry, doctor. According to this chart, you gave someone a diagnosis once. You threw out your voice, and it's affected you for the last ten years. This is bullshit. There's no way. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You just keep you keep diagnosing people with bad voices, and you, it's it's going to hurt your voice after a while, and uh, it's irreparable <laughs> at this point. All right. Um, can you do me a favor and pull my pants down and uh, try not to laugh? Sure, sure, sure. And uh, in the meantime, here's a flyer for a uh, self-help group that's a bunch of people with crazy voices, and you can all talk it out. Oh, thanks. I'll go, I'll go for sure. Zip. 
original understudies? Snake oil. Is there anything you've ever purchased that was clearly just a scam? Yes. Oh, God. Too many I things. I mean, sea monkeys, kind of. Because when you're <laughs> well, a kid. I mean, those aren't scams. No, but oh, yes, like, they are. you see yes, pictures of like people wearing, like carrying tridents with crowns on, putting a society <laughs> mm-hmm. together, and you don't realize you're just getting tiny brine shrimp. So I guess yeah. when you're a kid, you feel a little bait and switched on that one. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, the the problem with that is they set you up with such a huge expectation of something like amazing tridents people with personalities. Oh. Uh, if they would have just said that they were little tiny brain shrimp, I think I would have liked it. I had an ant farm when I was a kid and I loved that. But yeah, I felt ripped off with sea monkeys. Don't see, sea monkeys feel like out of time to me. Like how do sea monkeys exist in 2023? Yeah, right. It's like a 100-year-old scam that still costs the same. It's like a 1-billion-year-old creature. We're all yes, we're close to the same age. Like, did, did y'all have in, in high school, I remember a big deal for my mine was they would buy stars and name them after their girlfriends. And Wait, that's, not, that's not real? <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Well, now they have this thing where you can actually buy like a like a little bit of land somewhere. And it's either yeah. somewhere in the UK. Yeah. And it's yeah. total bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the email address. That doesn't sound like bullshit to me. Okay. <laughs> no, that's more than I thought you got with it. You get a whole email address. I'll take you it. You get an email address. And like what? At scotland.co.uk or like what? Lord Jack at Harrington castle.com or org. Trust me. I've looked into it. <laughs> And you do own a star, don't you? Uh, I might own a star. I own something. I'm sure I got something silly like that. A plot on the moon? I think there was one thing that also. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy a plot on the moon. You could even buy square footage on Mars. And and who's to say that that piece of paper won't be valuable to your great, 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 great grandchildren? Lord Jack sounds like a bottom shelf whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) I would drink the hell out of that bottom shelf whiskey. Lord Jack. It's going to mess up your voice. Uh, I, I definitely, I've, I've been scammed so many times, but um, less and less as I've gotten older, which I hope is the case with everybody. But when I first moved to LA, it was before marijuana was legal. Um, and I had bought marijuana on the boardwalk from a stranger. And like, I I was so excited to get some sweet Cali bud. And like, I bought some, I don't know what it was like 10 or $15, maybe $20 and like exchanged money and then walked away. And it was just oregano. It was the oh. classic, like fake weed. And then at, at the, the, the problem was, it's like, there was really nothing I could do about it. Like, you know, I'm not going to go back to that person that's a stranger on the boardwalk, which is exactly where I bought it, and be like, hey, I need my money back because I think that's too dangerous. I'm, I'm a full square. I do, now that it's legal, I'll have an edible every now and then. But, like, how do you, how do you find a stranger dealer? Like, I understand getting hooked up with a friend's dealer, but how do you just identify mm-hmm. someone selling drugs? <laughs> they, basically you go down to venice beach they, now it, i don't even know if regular you know pot dealers even exist anymore like that but back then you'd go to a drum circle and they'd happen every <laughs> saturday and sunday <laughs> and you could pretty clearly see who had weed and or they'd literally be like sometimes you'll walk down the street and somebody will be like whispering molly ecstasy or like whatever all these different things and then you'd ask them for some drugs 
that's not the kind I would never buy anything like that from a stranger on the street because I don't do that kind of thing. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but the more th- you, got, you got, you got the real deal sources. You got the, you got the pure, the pure hookups. Yeah. yeah. Well, from, for marijuana, you just go to a store at this point, if you're buying it from a stranger that is not in a, a you know, registered business, then you're an idiot. Unless they're a friend who grows it. You know. They're not a stranger then. Oh yeah. Good point. Good point. Original understudies. Hey man, you uh, here for the drum triangle? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, yeah. both. Is it, can it just be us three? Is that how this works? That's, yeah, that's, a I mean, that's the minimum. But we can each get a corner. We can fill it in a little bit if you want, but it's got to be equidistant. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah. Well, no, because this is Wait. my first drum triangle. It does have to be an equidistant. It's not. It can't be like a different kind of triangle, man. Well, I mean, look, you know, we can isosceles it, but that's a little advanced for the first one. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right. it just feels like you're limiting my creativity, man. A triangle yeah, could be anything. Let's turn this up to like like level hard, right? All right, man. We can try that. It's just, you know, it gets dangerous. The more this angle is going to be so friggin' acute, dude. <laughs> Excuse me, gen- gentlemen with the drums. Um, I- I'm looking to procure some uh, um, um, cannabis. Uh, I'm wondering if you uh, happen to know anyone who might be selling. Anything? Yeah, fuck, cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a cop, man. You're obviously a cop with that shiny badge of yours. Whoops, a doodle. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did you get them? Did you get those scumbags? I'll be honest, I really blew it. I wore, I wore the badge. You wore the badge? Yeah, that was, that was, that was my Jesus, badge. Jim. Yeah. All right, well, take the badge off. Okay. Wear this little tiny funny hat. Great. All right, Try now again. give me a different voice. Give me a different voice. Well, hello there. Who is this? Who is this? This is Reginald Flindingsworth, I tell you. You got him now. All right. All right, man. You guys ready? Let's go. Count of three. One, two, three. I think uh, pardon me for interrupting old drum circle, but I was looking to procure some of the devil's lettuce. Fuck you, cop. You got that badge on your head. Yeah. Yeah, man. Damn it, I thought it was a little hat. Goodbye. (laughs) We're never going to get to play, (laughs) Yous. We're never going to get to play, guys. All these cops, man, coming up and trying to harsh our mellow vibe. (sighs) Did you bust them? I'm I'm bad at my job. I terrible. What happened? They recognized the hat. Oh, it's a tiny badge on that tiny tiny hat. tiny badge on a tiny hat. Okay, okay. Uh, excuse uh, me. Hey, excuse yeah. me. Uh, Chief? Uh, hi, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, too. Yeah, uh, I'm the new guy. I got sent from the other precinct. I'm, I'm the one that plays outside of the rules. Go by my own, beat my own drum. Just want to let you oh, know I'm really his here. own drum, Chief. Maybe he could do what I failed. Yeah, that's a good idea. Did you uh, infiltrate the cops, man? <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I just told them that I also played drums. And they bought it? They totally bought it. Oh, man, those cops are so stupid. All right, now we're in. But what do we What do we want to do? I don't know. Step one was get in there. We never talked about a step two or three. When do you think he's coming back? Yeah, it's, it's, been, been, it's been a few weeks. 
It's been a few weeks. I feel like this is a long game. I wonder what precinct he was from. I mean, I yeah, I did. we actually didn't check any paperwork now that I think about it. Guys, we've been here a while. Wasn't I supposed to do something else? Oh, what? Shit. Man, uh, you just got to feel the drums, bro. Right. Yeah. I okay. mean, you think your cover is blown now because it's been so long? Or like- it's been a long time. Right. You just, what if just, you go back with an accent? Uh, <sighs> all right. Okay. Uh, how is this? Okay. Is this all right? Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Yeah, that sounds, okay. Who are you? I don't even, are you, I don't even know who you are. <clears throat> oh, this coffee's so hot. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Chief. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Uh, hey, uh, I'm a new guy, a new cop here who's uh, here to, to work at uh, here with you. And to, oh, oh, thank God. to thank arrest God. people and put them in the jail. You're getting us. Oh, we're in so much shit, man. We just lost a cop, so we need a replacement. Yeah. This is great. Oh, it works oh, out perfectly for me, too. We need you to go look for this cop. He, he came from a different precinct. We have no idea which one it okay, was. Okay, yeah. I'll go out and look for him. Okay, thanks, man. You're doing us real solid. Uh, all right, so now you got to come back with you. Yeah. So we I, all just uh, like you, and then you be the new you. And then, so that way, we're both in, and then okay. we can figure out our end game. But yeah, then, yeah, yeah, that's just two people left. It'll be a drum line. Yeah, and then like, where does that leave us? Like, that's like the straight and narrow, man. I, I was have a heart set on being a, a triangle, a drum triangle. I know. Right now, this feels a little square with all four of us, but it's better than a line. That's my fault, guys. I came in and made you square. What authority do you have to sell my wife and I that star? Oh, well, you see, we send up a piece of paper on a satellite, and then that satellite, uh-huh. yeah, it wraps around the planet. Okay. And what what do we get for our money, I feel like uh, I would want to, at very least, get to see the star. Well, you get a shiny coin imprinted with the star. Uh, we also take a picture Ooh. using the James Webb telescope of the star and its innards. And we send it back to you and your wife. Uh, it's got your name, whatever you choose, printed on said picture. And then uh, we write something in the newspaper, local periodical of your choice, and claiming that the star belongs to you. Hey, guys, did you hear about Polaris? Yeah, Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl Laris? Yeah, it's just Cheryl, man. It was Polaris. And then uh, I saw it in the paper when I was gazing down. Damn. Uh, you know, I'm going to burn out soon anyways, but like, that's a real sad way to go, you know? Yeah. Like just get your name yanked out of you just because of some shiny coin, man. Oh, well, I'm, I just got one question. Yeah. What do her innards look like? What's uh, that yeah. star's innards? Yeah, it's a good question, man. <laughs> I've never, I've never been that I close. <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way. Whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys want to form a new constellation? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's fuck <laughs> with them. Let's form a drum triangle. Yeah, let's do it, dudes. All right, I'm going to inch over here. 
now change my axis a little here. And there you can. go. Great. Come on, Sirius, you in? Uh, okay. I mean, if I have to. Yeah, you have to, Sirius. Okay. All right. I'm moving. Good. Okay. Just, I really like my orbit. You guys are making me change Stop my orbit. Blowing it, Sirius. Gosh. <laughs> You want to hang out with us? You want to be do. cool? I do. I've been wanting to hang out with you for, for millions of years. You've been great. You've actually been getting farther away from me over time. Well, welcome, dude. I mean, too little, too late, but whatever. At least we're doing it now, right? Carpe yeah. diem. I'm a little concerned that we're destroying all life on all of our um, planets. Mm. Yeah. Do you see a couple planets spiraling out of their orbit right now? Yeah. Um, our bad, Uranus. Yeah, that's totally my fault. I I let out a a nebula gas because of what I ate for lunch. <sighs> Serious. Sorry. All right, kids. We need to start uh, nailing down all of our things. The planet, as you know, is speeding up a little bit. So anything important, we need to make sure is is tacked down. Okay. My dog's important. I mean, if I nail down my dog, won't it hurt? <laughs> oh, Brian, please don't nail down the dog. That's not what I mean. The dog can move around. We're talking more of um, like uh, the refrigerator is what I've been working on now. Teacher? Um, yes. Um, I've, I've got two brothers. I only like one of them. Can I just nail that one down and let the other one fly off the surface of the planet? What you don't understand is your brothers don't need to be nailed down. They're going to be able to freely move. All they need to do is make sure that they maintain balance. It's the objects on the planet that we oh, need to make sure they're nailed teacher, down. I yes. already started nailing them down and there's blood everywhere. <gasps> oh How do I God. clean it up? Okay, well, this is a... This is unexpected. I would say the first step is, well, calling a hospital or, well, the, the first step would be calling a, an ambulance. Things are getting light and funny, teacher. Oh, oh it really is. Um, so let's apply pressure to his, to his, I guess you've done it, to his feet. And we'll just hold it down. <laughs> oh. Are, are you sure you want to be nailed to this bed, Barry Bebop? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing out there for me anymore. I, I can't get motivated, like especially with the Earth changing its rotational axis. Canada's not going to like it, Barry. Not one bit. Canada doesn't need me anymore. Canada's gone on to Celine Dion. Nobody wants smooth jazz anymore. You're wrong, Barry. Oh, okay. So today's top stories uh, will, of course, all life on Earth will be extinguished tomorrow. But more importantly, Barry Bebop has nailed his feet into a, a table. No, a bed. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, gee, that sounds terrible there. Yeah, that's a terrible top story there. I uh, 100% agree, right? Oh, so yeah, when, uh, yeah. Sports scores, uh, all sports are canceled on account of the immediate extinction of the human life. But uh, Barry Bebop was meant to play the uh, halftime of the 2024 uh, Canada Bowl. Uh, yeah, now we're just going to have to get uh, Celine Dion there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Oh, no. How do you expect me to do this gig? Uh, the world is ending very soon. Celine will not be caught dead doing this final gig alone. Celine, you've been down, you've been down for a while now and you know what it is. If, if you're not relevant, if you're not in the papers, then all that fat stacks of cash runs out, Celine. But uh, what is the point of this cash? Because uh, tomorrow is uh, irrelevant. Yes, you cannot use because well, life it, 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 ends. I, as, as your fiduciary manager, I, I, I want you to know I invested a little while back and I got you some land on another planet. And if you have enough money, you will be Duke Lady Duchess of Mars. Oh, this is uh, my dream since I was a little girl. It's, uh, I always it's, uh, rude the day that I found out that my voice was angelic because all I wanted to do was rule, uh, rule a heavenly body. Well, you are now the Duke Lady Duchess of an eastern portion of Mars, and you've got the money if you do this show tomorrow. Well, SpaceX, XXX, you right up there. Yes, this is nice, but can it be sort of like an arc? I can take some uh, my favorite Canadians with me, like the, a couple of the Benaki ladies. And- halt! It is I, God. It is true, Celine. You have the voice of an angel, for you are my greatest angel. And you must defeat the greatest devil this planet has ever seen. Mr. G himself. He need me to take on uh, Kenny G? Where? This I will do for you, God, because you are golden. Why would I say no? The fate of the planet rests on this battle. All right. I shall make it so, God. Please give me the strength to win this battle. All right, I'm increasing your power levels. Excellent. Here we go. Kenny, I call you out. Kenny, Kenny G. Uh, hi, hi, Celian. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, my lunch here at Spago. Can this wait? No, this cannot wait. We must better because the God has asked me to. And if God asks me to, I have to do the battle. This makes no sense to me, Kenny. I mean, oh, I'm Kenny. My God, you've confused me so much. <laughs> and that's the show. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Original Understudies. This episode wouldn't be possible without our post-audio engineer and sound designer, Clevo Calio, and our amazing cast, Aaron Martin, Mike Del Rosso, and Kevin Prado, who were unable to perform this evening, or today, or the day that this was recorded. I believe that they were all involved in some sort of illegal activity and were being held for questioning but hopefully they'll be able to make it next week for the recording fingers crossed uh please send a suggestion to original understudies podcast at gmail.com to inspire our conversations and if you got a chance throw a review for us up there i prefer them to be on itunes thanks original understudies